From the Spinnaker Radio Studios, critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent films, your host, Ben Gordon. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. This is the Doc G Show. I am Doc G, and with me is Eric Cirillo. Eric, how you doing? Doing fantastic. It's good to be back. It's uh, it's been a solid minute. I think it's been over a month and a half since I've been on. So I'm it's I'm been, glad to be back. It's been a hot minute, man. You uh, you know, uh, Claude was in the the studio a couple times, being so claudish, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, you know what, people need a little Captain America in their life. Well, that's why I'm here. Dun da da da. I'm back. Thank hey. you, Claude. Though Claude is always fantastic. He did a, he did a great job. He is. He's a he's a a joy to be around. Really. Mm-hmm. Yes! Um. You know what I realized? You can't you spell realize? Captain America without Eric. Hmm. You cannot. That's very. That's true. I didn't. I didn't even notice that until last night. And then I was going to announce you today and say, Captain Am Eric, uh, with me. And I was like, nah. People might not get it. I'll just move on from there, you know. But uh, nonetheless, we got a great show today. I had a great lunch today. You know what I had uh, with lunch today, Eric? Ice cream? Wait, what? Close. Milk. Oh. Do you like milk? I do. I I enjoy some milk. I like uh, John Harbaugh, or excuse me, Jim Harbaugh. I drink milk with my dinner. Yeah. You know, a lot of people recently have came down on milk. Uh, you know, they, they've came out, there's been a, like the last four years or so, there's been a lot of documentaries that have came down about as far as it's not as healthy as it is supposedly says it is, you know. I'm going to go out and say right now, I'm not promoting milk. I'm not sponsored by milk. I don't have a gun, a uh, cow with a gun uh, to my head right now. That's not happening. I'm just saying, I think milk is, uh, is is pretty good, and some people are coming down a little too hard on milk. Um, I did a little research after I had milk, because I was thinking, this is so ridiculous. People have been drinking milk for 7,500 years. That's a fact. Yeah. It's pretty long. Yeah. And if it were so super horrible, I feel like at some point along those 7,500 years, there would have been a lot of people like dying. Yes! You know, or something a little bit more traumatic would have came up if milk were that bad for you. Mm -hmm. One of the dumbest things I've ever heard from these milk naysayers is this fact. It's that, do you know humans are the only animals that drink the milk of another animal? Oh, that's what's happening, huh? That's so dumb. That literally tells us nothing. Humans have so many firsts for animals. I mean, if you want to make that distinction, you could say, did you know humans are the only animals that drink something besides water? Did you know humans are the only animals to use a toilet when they excrete waste? Ew. That they're the only animals to have created a toilet? That they're the only animals that read a magazine while using a toilet? Because they're the only animals that have a brain capable of higher level thinking and logic that's capable of sitting there and reflecting whether or not it's healthy for them to drink the milk of a cow. Get away from them! I mean, that's ridiculous, Eric. It's ridiculous. Also, uh, humans are the only ones to not eat raw food from an animal. We're the only ones to actually cook our food. Why? Uh, Because we would die if we ate it raw. Yeah. We've evolved, man. That's a fact. But you know what? I'm not sure whether or not milk is unhealthy for humans. But you know what? I do know what is unhealthy for humans. You know what's unhealthy for humans there? Hmm. Ice cream? Not listening to our show. Yes! (laughs) That's what's not healthy. So, we're going to do people a favor right now, and we're going to go on with this show to keep their health 
healthy. Wait, what? Right? That makes sense. Yeah, thought so. Guys, we've got a great show today. We've got uh, Who's Wearing Their Birthday Suit. We've got Rip from the Headlines. We've got some great tunes from some great artists. We've got uh, some tunes from Kelly Cheat's band, uh, from Mark Carson. The theme for the music is they hail from South Carolina, both both artists. So that's exciting. Um, Let's fire it up with a little birthday suit. Eric, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's see who is wearing that birthday suit. Now, I passed up on several good... Uh, participants that could have been the birthday suit wearer for uh, February 8th. There were a lot of good decisions, but uh, I, I I decided that this one was the most uh, iconic, so keep that in the back of your mind. Gotcha. Uh, here's the first clue. Born in Marion, Indiana, which by the way, I realize we've had two other Indiana uh, birthday suit wearers. This is the third uh, Indiana. Born in Marion, Indiana on February 8, 1931. Uh, but at the age of six, moved to Santa Monica, California. But when his mother died of cancer, he moved back to Indiana to live with his aunt at the age of nine. That's it. That's all you get. That's the first clue. Born in Marion, Indiana, February 8th, 1931. Uh, Then at six, he moved to California for three years, then moved back to Indiana to live with his aunt. I'm guessing you don't have any ideas yet. No, but I'm guessing that this is an 86-year-old man. (laughs) Well... Yeah, remember, remember the rules though too, and I'm not, I'm not saying whether or not either way, but they don't have to be living. Could be 86. Ah, uh, right. Have to gotcha. be living. Uh, so uh, ponder that. We're gonna come back uh, right now. Time for a little rip from the headlines. Jebediah, give us the sweet stuff. And now the new. Ah, oh, nice. Yes. You know, Jeb. Uh, I hope you have a Valentine sweetheart. Do you? Wait, what? Yeah, he does. Thought so. He's a bit of a ladies' man. Oh, yeah. Mr. Jeb, good to hear you again, buddy. Glad you're still breathing. It's that sweet soul music to us. All right, mm-hmm. so first on the rip from the headlines, this is an interesting story. Okay. Uh, this is from um, Yahoo News. America's top fortune cookie writer is quitting because of writer's block. Hmm, right? I love I love fortune cookies. Always tops off my meal whenever I go to a Chinese restaurant. But apparently, uh, Donald Lau, who for the past 30 years has served as the chief fortune writer at Wonton Foods, uh, has decided to step down because he apparently has writer block. He used to write over 100 fortunes a year, but now he's only written two or three a month. Um, so he's down to what? I guess a max of about 36 or so. So he's, he's cut he's cut his writing in about a third. But apparently he just can't handle it anymore. He's going to step down. Now he will uh, stay with the company, but he's only going to be the chief financial officer. Uh, are you worried about how fortunes are going to be uh, um, portrayed in the future, Eric? I think they're going to they're gonna turn a little dark. Um, people are going to be really unsure. I don't know. I never really eat fortune cookies, though, so I never, I, I just don't care about them, <laughs> well, to be I, honest with you. I will say, if you you missed this probably in the uh, last show that we had, but we had a story on the last rip from the headlines that somebody used the uh, numbers, the lucky numbers from their fortune, and won $19 million uh, in the lottery. Really? So, yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'll be. So you might want to start paying attention to your your uh, fortune. I'm just saying. Uh, I need to. I'll go. I'll probably get some Chinese dinner for some Chinese food for dinner tonight and see how lucky I get. Uh, obviously, you'll call me back on uh, Thursday and let me know that you have are now a millionaire. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. That's obviously what will happen. Uh, also, <laughs> rip from the headlines. Uh, we're making news now that stretching exercises are the next in as far as fitness fads go. So apparently, uh, the new thing is to actually have a whole facility dedicated to just stretching, not yoga. I know in the past our show has been 
really fixated on different types of yoga. Cat yoga, goat yoga, but this is just stretching. Apparently there's a uh, former dancer, uh, Miss Du Bois, who has opened several facilities, Kika Du Bois, if you want her full name, uh, who have opened several facilities in New York dedicated to stretching. Customers can expect to expend 125 calories while stretching for a 45-minute session, uh, which costs $80 at all their uh, facilities outside of New York or $100 in New York, or spend $90 a session uh, for an hour-long session, and it's $120 in uh, New York. Uh, Eric, are you looking to go to one of these stretching facilities where they stretch you? No, not particularly. That sounds like a uh, tremendous waste of money when I could do it myself. Wait, what? Or just have someone be like, hey, can you just sit on me really quick while I stretch? And be like, yeah, sure, I got you. And charge nothing. Now, as I mentioned to you uh, before we started the show, interesting thing here is in the article, this article's from uh, the New York Times, they bring up every single person that they talk about in these facilities. Uh, they bring up their age, like Mr. Boys, who they say is 32. But then in parentheses beside it, it says, but 25 in stretch years. That's so such she, an arbitrary number. How do they even Yeah, that? well, that's the thing, is it doesn't mention through the whole article how they came up with stretch years. I was like, is that just some crazy thing that they decided in their facility that they're like, oh, hey, by the way, you look really out of shape. You must be 85 in stretch years. Just wanted you to know. Like, I mean, there's no, like, they at least could address it like, hey, this is a crazy number that nobody else knows anything about. But it doesn't mention it. But I want to be evaluated as far as my stretch age. Really want that to get out there. Just maybe I might just spend the $90 just so I can find out my stretch age. I think mine would be as old as time. You are pretty inflexible. Yes. True. <laughs> uh, so let's keep along with this uh, this fitness news. We'll go to our next rip from the headlines, which it's a humdinger. If you like humdingers, get ready for it. Uh, this is from Insider News. And Insider News let us know that a fitness star, quote unquote, a fitness star with over a million followers reveals the two biggest mistakes people make when getting in shape. Do you want to know who the fitness star is, Eric? I'm ready. Hit me with them. Some lady. Thank you. That's who it is. Now, do you want to know what her secrets are? Well, it's the two biggest, so I've got my pen, my pad, my pencil ready. I'm ready to take some notes. Okay, here's the first one. Don't believe that you need to eat less to get fitness results. <laughs> Boom. What? I know, right? Who would have thought? And my favorite thing that I told you about before is that they got a big picture of like a bunch of vegetables underneath that. I don't think that's any groundbreaking news that somebody's blowing you away with that hey you can eat as much lettuce as you want and you're not going to gain weight mm. isn't that crazy my goodness it's blowing my mind get ready are you ready for the second tip i'm gonna try to prepare myself here comes the second myth that you need to bust don't believe the myths about lifting weights bulking you up Boom. This is preposterous. Right? So here's her tips, I guess. that Her tips would be eat as much vegetables as you want and crank some iron. My gosh. Who has been telling people to do that? I don't think anyone until she just did. It's amazing. I'm so glad that she came out and told us these two secrets. It's no, it's no mystery why she has over a million followers on Instagram. Um... Ben, I think that the fortune uh, cookie teller person hasn't. We found a new person to take that job. It's that lady right there. Mm, yes, that is right. Uh, by the way, in case you did, if any listener wanted to check these great mess out uh, themselves, Anna Victoria. That's who. Uh, that's that's the lady, um, and she has absolutely no credibility as far as a trainer. She has no certifications. She has no education, but she's attractive and she has a million followers. 
So let's say I bet she's super hot, has blonde hair and a pretty nice butt. Um, no, she has highlighted brunette hair. Okay, so oh. you're completely wrong. That's a fact. All right? <laughs> I can't believe you, Eric. Just stereotyping so some lady. Anyways, so. Uh, make sure to hop on those myths and become super in shape, America. Uh, Francis Diaz is the topic of our next rip from the headline story. Uh, Francis Diaz was hanging out at home in Cape Coral, uh, Florida, when the SWAT team of the Cape Coral police busted down her door, uh, hoping to use a search warrant so they could recover a stolen gun and some drugs. Instead, they found Francis Diaz, who is a 78-year-old retired woman. Uh, Really freaked out, Francis Diaz. Uh, They realized, after a couple minutes of being in the apartment, that Francis Diaz wasn't who they were looking for, and uh, they apologized for, uh, for the incident. And then, because they broke down her door, and they couldn't actually put the door back on. One of the cops did stay with her the whole night to make sure that she was safe uh, and that nobody walked in her open door that no longer actually had a door hanging there. But, oh, and the city paid to replace the door, which was $200. Uh, The downside was they didn't actually get anybody with a gun, and they also uh, gave Francis Diaz a a post-traumatic stress disorder that she's been coping with for the past uh, four months. Um, I'm going to be honest. That doesn't look good for the Cape Coral SWAT team. I'm going to be honest, you might want to do a little reconnaissance work before you bust down a door. I mean, just a little bit. Like, I'm guessing at some somewhere in this apartment, there was a window. Maybe one of their guys could go over to the window and, like, look in and be like, I only see an old lady in there. Hmm. Maybe we should be, don't use the, the, the door-breaking barricade first. Let's just go ahead and knock, see if the old lady has a gun that we're looking for or not. Like, nah, bring in the battering ram. Apparently they did, man. And apparently <laughs> they had afterwards had to come up with a hundred page dossier explaining why they scared the crap out of an old lady. So it's good for them. Good that should for be them. the new slogan. We're the Cape Coral Police Department. We give people we give people PST <laughs> or PD, PTSD, excuse me. We're the Cape Coral Police. We scare the crap out of old women. Uh, that's that's good. You guys keep on keeping on. Uh, so the next story that we got from Rip from the headlines, uh, this one really entertaining for me. There is a seven foot seven, sixteen year old playing basketball in Ohio. Have you seen this, Eric? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, uh, this guy um, is a bit frightening. No offense to him, but. I mean, you're 7'7". How much does he weigh? 190 pounds. Oh, my god! So, a little perspective. Eric weighs about 195 pounds and is about mm-hmm. 6 feet tall. This guy weighs 5 pounds less than him and is a foot and 7 inches taller than him. Wait, what? That is not healthy. Right? It's like skin and bones. It, it, it definitely is. So, uh, Robert Bobrotsky, uh, originally from Romania, he's 7'7", 190, uh, 16 years old. Uh, right now, he's playing in Ohio, has aspirations of being in the NBA. And as I told Eric before we started this segment, he better hope he makes it to the NBA. Because if not, all he's going to hear his whole life is, do you you play basketball? And then you're going to have to say, uh, no. And then there's going to be an awkward pause, and the person's going to be like, why are you so tall then? And you're going to be like, I I don't know. I can't help it. Like, 7'7", and he's 16. Does he even have to jump to dunk the basketball? Can he just, like... No, he, he can stand underneath the goal and just dunk it without jumping. Yes. 
Yeah. That is insane. Which, by the way, really interesting. So I was at a uh, Chick-fil-A uh, the other night, and <laughs> so I'm in the Chick-fil-A, and this dude looks at me that's working at Chick-fil-A. This is in Jacksonville, obviously. And he looks at me, he pauses for a little bit, and comes back, and he's like, hey, are, are you in the NBA? Wait, what? And I thought like he was gonna like make a joke or something, just like you know, joking on the old man in Chick Fil A or something. And I was like, "Uh, are you serious?" And he was like, "Yeah, are you in the NBA?" I was like, "No." And he was like, hey, "Do you play basketball?" I was like, "Every now and then, man, play some pickup." And he was like, "I bet you're really good, man." And he walked off, all super serious. And I was like, "What is wrong with this guy?" I was like, how could he think that I am in the NBA? I was like, there are like 10 people in the NBA that are under six feet tall. And I'm one of those dudes. And why would I be in Jacksonville? We don't even have a team. Am I just waiting for a franchise to pop up in Jacksonville? Like, someday, any day now, I can feel it. Jacksonville hoop stars are coming to town. You won't even believe it. I'm going to be their star player. Like... It was so bizarre. I was like, this guy doesn't know what NBA basketball players look like, I guess. But with if I so were... Much, say, with so much time in the spotlight, you got to get away, so you go to the Chick-fil-A in Jacksonville where no one is. Yeah, lay undercover, ice. and that guy exposed me, apparently, is what happened. Uh, but no doubt, if Robert B- Bobrotsky is in a Chick-fil-A, I'm going to ask him if he's playing in the NBA because uh, he is freakishly tall. Keep a lookout for him. 7-7. Just, just pounding away with all 190 pounds of him. Oh, and he's fluent in four languages and carries a 4.0 grade average. You go. Well, look at him. Yeah. You go, Robert. You go. Uh, but that is ripped from the headlines. We are going to be uh, right back, but right now we're going to take a break. We're going to listen to some tunes, and as I promised, we're going to listen to some tunes from a band that hails from Newberry, South Carolina, uh, good friends of mine, the Kelly Cheats Band. Uh, we're going to hear two of their jams. First, we are going to hear the great, the classic, Carolina Pride, and then after that, we're going to hear Soul Revival, and we'll be right back after this. Keep it locked right here on the Doc G Show.
Alright guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Huh? To the Doc G Show on Spinnaker Radio 95.5 WSKRLPFM in Jacksonville, Florida. You just heard a fantastic band, Kelly Cheats Band, uh, out of Newberry, uh, South Carolina. Big fan of these guys. I've actually uh, known a, a couple of these guys for a while. Uh, Junior and David. David is the guitarist. Does a fantastic job. Me and him have had some jam fest before. Yes! Back in my touring days, when I was sort of a huge artist and I rose to fame on the drums. <laughs> I remember those times. Don't you, Eric? What the hell was that? Uh, I do, actually. They, were, uh, they weren't that long ago. Crazy times, man. But uh, you heard the Kelly Cheats Band playing two of their best songs, two of uh, fantastic jams, one being Carolina Pride and the second being Soul Revival. These guys got a packed tour schedule coming up. Uh, they're actually coming to your neck of the woods, Eric, uh, here in about 10, uh, well, actually less, in about a week. Uh, February 16th, they're coming to uh, Tin Roof. Hell yeah! Hey-oh. Yeah, if you want to check them out at Tin Roof, they'll be there on February 16th. Then on February 17th, next day, they'll be at Social Grill, also in South Carolina, in uh, Irmo. And then the 18th, they're moving on to Atlanta, front page news in Midtown. Uh, and then they move it on up the road and actually go to Pennsylvania after that. Sweet. So they've got a, a real tight touring schedule. Great band, though, from South Carolina. You guys can check them out on their website, www.kellycheats.com. And you can get all their touring information. You can get a shirt if you want. Kelly Cheats shirt. You can do that. Hell yeah! I, you should get one. Eric, do you have one? Yes! Um, no, but I would like one. I'd also like a Big Thunder and the Rumblefish shirt, too. There you go. And those guys are always on our show, always causing oh, yeah. havoc. Those guys. Got to uh, get, get my shirt game up there. Exactly. Be like, whenever somebody brings them up, be like, yeah, I sort of know the bands. No big deal. <laughs> and so we hang out on occasion. But. Anyways, uh, so we are going to a new segment of the show. Very interesting uh, segment we got. It's called Rate Their Week. This is where I pick five random news stories about five random people and tell you what happened to them during their week. And then, Eric, you decide who had the best week. You're going to rank them. One through five. Tell me who had the best week. Are you ready? Yes! I'm ready. Okay. First person. On Rate Their Week, Sharon Byrne, uh, who is from Ireland, used to work at Dunes Deli. Well, five years ago when she was working at Dunes Deli, she slipped on a bunch of grease that was leaking out of a trash can at the deli. Ew. She was unable to work after she had this injury, and she could not work for five years, hurt her ankle. Well, finally, this week she was awarded penalty by a judge 183,000 euros for her pain and injury that was caused by the store. She was awarded 183,000 euros from Dunes Deli. Pretty good week. Got to give it up for Sharon Byrne, right? That's pretty solid. Keep that in the back of your mind. That's number one. Number two. I'm going to not release this uh, guy's first name just because this isn't a very good story for him. Uh, Mr. Rodriguez. Uh, Mr. Rodriguez, uh, 25 years of age, was stopped uh, on 14th Street uh, near Greenville Boulevard in Greenville, North Carolina at 3.55 a.m. four days ago. Uh, On that day... uh, He was reportedly driving left of the center lane, which prompted the deputy to conduct a traffic stop. Once being stopped, Rodriguez stopped his vehicle, but then put the car in reverse instead of park and back directly into the deputy's patrol vehicle. Uh, He asked him to stop several times as Rodriguez continually pushed into the police car. Then... 
Once he finally stopped, he refused to take a breathalyzer test and was charged with driving while under the influence and then was put in jail. Tough call. Yeah. Not a good week for Rodriguez. Not a good Not, week. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's probably one of his his uh, worst weeks in his life. Yeah. that's uh, Also, this doesn't really go along with the week, but so you know, um, he's had a couple other DWI charges. Wait, what? So, you don't say. But this one had to be sort of extra with running into the cop. And just That's just bad. So right now, where do you have him at? What do you think? Uh, right now, he's the worst. He's uh-huh. had the worst. Okay, week. yeah, so that, makes that sense. would be number five. Yeah, okay, okay. And Sharon, the, Sharon is. Uh, I'm gonna put Sharon at a at a three. Okay, all right, okay. We'll but see. I can move him around, it, right? Though. It, oh yeah, of course, of course. Okay. Okay. Uh, next uh, next guy on our list, uh, William Tarng. Tarng, I think is how you pronounce it. T a r n g. Uh, Twenty nine. Uh, undergrad at Columbia. Um, he was attending a party on Morningside Drive near West 118th Street when he got drunk and belligerent and began just pocketing food at the party. Just piling food into his uh, pockets. Get away from him! After upsetting the host, Tarn was told to leave, and he did leave the shindig. Uh, then, while in a drunken, a drunken stupor, he found his way to the top of the roof of the 23-story Morningside Heights building at 7 a.m. Hmm. Tarn then proceeded to get himself into the air unit of the building and pulled away the mesh container to fall seven stories through the air unit before getting stuck near the 16th floor. Dorm residents were awakened by a man's screams and they called the uh, emergency unit and eventually they uh, ripped open the uh, sheetrock wall to find Tarn stuck in the air unit on the 16th floor. What the hell was that? Uh, they had to take him to Mount Sinai Hospital where he underwent surgery for his mangled and broken foot later on that day. So I will give you two for this one. One, Tarn and his week. But then after I started thinking about it, what about the people that live in the building? I'm going to go ahead and put the people in the building who now have a giant hole in their wall because some drunken idiot Wait, fell down through their air unit and they had to break open their wall, which now they said is sustaining uh, a lot of uh, flood damage because uh, there were pipes that were broken as well. So, two oh, people. That's... You got Tarn and you got the people living in the uh, apartment complex. I'm going to go uh, Tarn. I'm going number five. Uh, I'll put the people at number... Uh, I'll put them at number four because that really does suck. I was going to say that's funny and that'd be a hilarious story to tell, but that also sucks if you've got water damage. Yeah, you got a big hole in your stuff. wall. That's not good. How did he only break a foot? How is that the only thing that got damaged? Pretty impressive, right? Seven feet fall, or seven stories. Falling yeah, seven that's... stories, only only broke a foot. Uh, so let me, hold on. So you're going to say that they are both having worse weeks than Rodriguez? Hmm. Uh, yes, because Rodriguez uh, clearly has had more than one DUI, so he was he was just in an act of desperation. <laughs> this is just old hat. Oh, yeah, <laughs> another DWI. All right, fine. Uh, okay, so our fifth contestant here, uh, Unique. Unique from Colorado. Uh, Unique had recently quit her job last week as a certified nursing assistant, and she didn't know what she was going to do for employment. She was looking for a new job when she checked her lottery numbers that she plays every week, and she found she had won $3.3 million from the Colorado lottery. Just checked them. Just Just randomly, right after she quit her job, Decided to check her numbers. Oh, guess what? I don't have to worry about a job. $3.3 million. Never mind. She had the worst week. That's number five. (laughs) So, all right. 
Let me review real quick. We've got Sharon, who was awarded uh, 183,000 euros after uh, slipping five years ago. Um, it basically seems like the worst thing that she had from this was that she couldn't wear heels for the past five years. That's what she said was really, really breaking her down. Uh, 183, 183,000 euros. Then we've got Rodriguez, who's in jail right now for a DWI after he uh, backed his car into a into a cop's car. Uh, then we've got Tarn, who fell through an air conditioning unit. Uh, seven stories to break his foot and then we got the people in the building who have to live with Tarn's stupid mistake and then we've got Unique who won the lottery 3.3 million dollars give them to me one through five best week to worst week uh, number one I'm going with Unique mm-hmm. uh, number two I'll go with the uh, Sharon yeah mm-hmm Number three, give me uh, DWI. Mm-hmm. Rodriguez. Uh-huh. And then I'm actually going to switch them. I'm going number four, Tarn. Yeah. And number five, the the people in the building because I, that's just so unexpected and they had no part of it at all. I would be so mad. Like, that was the thing. As when I read that story, right, Tarn, they were like, oh, like even Columbia. The, the prestigious university was like, we wish our student well. I uh, hope he gets back uh, healthy as soon as possible. It's such a tragedy that happened. There was like no negative thing about him falling down this this air conditioning unit. I was like, well, he, he was, shouldn't have been drunk and on the roof at the first place. But then these guys in their their own rooms are just hanging out, and then all of a sudden the firefighters come in like, hey, we're gonna bust down your wall, and they're like, what? Why? And they're like, oh, there's a drunk guy on the other side. We got to get out. <laughs> It's like the scene from The Matrix where Morpheus, where they're all in the walls, and then he just busts through the wall. Yeah. And then, except you got to live with Morpheus's decision for the next, like, six <laughs> weeks after after they made it. Ah, I think that's a, I think that's a good ranking. That's a good ranking, Eric. That was Rate Their Week and Unique. And by the way, in case you're wondering how you spell Unique, Y-A-N-I-Q-U-E, Unique. Oh, it's not unique. No, unique. Well, that is unique in the way she spelled it. Badoosh. Give me the drums. (laughs) Where are the drums? There they are. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So unique coming out with the best week of of this week and the worst week. uh, People in, what was the building called? People in Morningside Heights building, especially on the 16th floor where they ripped him out. Mm, sorry, guys. Hope your weeks get better in the coming weeks. That's, that sucks. Let's go ahead and move on to sports. America! We are now over with football since the Patriots won the Super Bowl. We can go ahead and disregard football for the rest of the year and focus on NBA basketball. Yes! we got a lot more months of that coming, am I right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Yes, indeed. So we got some interesting stories coming down the line here. Uh, first story that I want to throw your way: uh, Steve Kerr got ejected this past weekend uh, as Golden State dropped their eighth ooh, loss of the season. Ooh, basically give up on this season, guys. Uh, yeah, failure. Two things about this. One, I've realized whenever Kerr uh, is getting in trouble, I can't take him seriously. Like, when he's angry, he just looks like some guy at an improv show trying to act like he's mad. Because, like, I just... Like, after the after the game, they, they talked to him, and he was, like, all calm and reserved. And he's like, yeah, I deserve to be thrown out. That's totally what I should have happened to me. Wait, what? And I'm just like, what is... This? You weren't really mad, Steve Kerr. Don't lie. Come on, man. And the second thing I noticed is how bad has Mike Brown's career gotten? He was a head coach, his head coach at Cleveland, head coach at the Lakers, and and now he's basically just the restrainer of Steve Kerr whenever he gets angry. That's all he does. (laughs) Like, and... How did the Warriors come up with that decision as far as their next assistant coach after uh, Luke Walton left? They were like, yeah, let's get that guy that uh, got fired from all of his head coach positions and uh, was the uh, assistant 
to the middle school coach of his kids' basketball team. That's a fact. That's what he was for a year, actually, in 2011. He was the is, assistant coach did. for a middle school basketball team of his of his kids. Yeah. His resume just wasn't good enough, man. That's what it was. It was a, it was a resume stuffer. Um, but uh, <laughs> what do you what do you think? Do you think that was just he was just trying to propel his team's performance? Do you think Steve Kerr was actually that angry? What do you think's going on there? I mean, I think it probably was. You know, when you you see this all the time when people get ejected, they they start you know throwing little temper tantrums and they just go crazy and you know Steve Kerr clearly just goes you know ballistic and starts losing his mind. But that's kind of who he. Is, though he's a very energetic person he's always smiling he's always smirking even when he is mad or you know things aren't going his way he still has a smile on his face mm, and, and that's what i saw when he was losing it it's like he's getting mad but he's still like he's got this like, crazy look in his face like like he's gonna start laughing and just lose his mind a bit of a joker personality is what you're saying yes oh. i did like that he took his uh, jacket off though that was pretty nice yeah i wish he would have taken his belt off and wrapped it around his fist People were like, oh my God, Steve Kerr is insane. I think he might have gotten like a real fine for that one if that were the case. Uh, yeah. Well, let's move on to a team that's much more pathetic. The Knicks, they're doing horrible. Uh, and for the last like two weeks now, we've heard that Carmelo Anthony is getting traded. Uh, I got to ask, first of all, who really cares? I mean, it's not like he's having that great of a year, and it's not like, I mean, yeah, he gets buckets, he's got 23 points a game, he's getting paid $25 million, and he just likes living in New York. That's a fact. New York is the 11th in the Eastern Conference right now, and Phil Jackson obviously doesn't care about his job. Like, the only reason he took the job in the first place was because they offered him $13 million a year to do it, and he was like, oh, jeez. All right, I guess. Fine. Like, I mean, you can tell that he wasn't looking to take that job because of the fact that basically he came to to the table with conditions of like, hey, listen, I'm going to take this job. Um, I don't want to travel at this time or this time. And I'm also going to be doing a lot of work from my house in California. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, he doesn't care too much about it. Um do you think Carmelo Anthony is going to end up somewhere worthwhile, or is is he just sort of a lost cause? Like, I mean, as far as his career, as far I, mean, I should say, lost cause. It's not like he had a horrible career or anything. Uh, is is his chase for a ring a lost cause, and getting traded to a team to propel them to a championship a lost cause? Hmm. I go back and forth on this because I mean, Carmelo is he's a great player. He's fantastic. Uh, he's a better player than he is teammate. Uh, I think that's very clear. And with New York especially, he just hasn't... The people that are around him there aren't... They don't fit him. They, they you know, they haven't really did a good job of building the team around Carmelo. So they keep trying to bring all these pieces in. It just hasn't worked. Um, a lost cause, I wouldn't go that far just yet. I think if he does get traded to a team and it's you know it's the right fit then i think definitely it could be a great story and he could you know really you could see some amazing things from him um cleveland is one of the ones that people talk about but he's been reported as saying before that he doesn't even leave the hotel when he's in cleveland when they visit for a game um the clippers have been in talks with them but then uh, that's kind of fallen through so um it's the nba and everyone just wants to play with their friends and i understand that but um i don't know i don't think it i I think for this year, nothing's going to happen, really. I think he'll stay in New York for the rest of the year. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, I'm going to break into sports real quick because I just realized, I just forgot the last Who's Wearing Their Birthday suit uh, clue. Can you believe that? What is wrong with me? Wait, what? I'm falling apart. Uh, are you ready for the next Who's Wearing Their Birthday suit clue? Yes! I am. Okay, so the first one was born in Marion, Indiana on February 8, 1931. Went to California when he was six, came back when he was nine. Here's the next one. After high school, our birthday suit wearer moved back out to California for college, but after only one year of college, he dropped out to focus on acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got any ideas? Actor from the 40s or 50s? Um, Dick Van Dyke. Good guess, no. No. Actually, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Know. I guess I could consider that a good guess. Yeah, that's a good guess. Why not? Um, 
We got one that's going to give it away. Don't worry. The fourth one is going to give it away. Uh, Sweet. But we'll, we'll come back to that. Ponder it. That's who's wearing their birthday suit. Let's go to one more thing in sports before we take a break, which would be our new segment called Who Cares? Who the hell cares? Or Interesting Point. That's really interesting. So, what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring up a couple facts about the NBA, and Eric here is going to say, who cares? Or, you know what? That's an interesting point. All right. Eric, you ready? Yes! I am ready. I'm excited. Okay, here we go. So, Celtics are now ahead of the Lakers for most all-time wins by a single franchise. Who cares? Or interesting point. Interesting point. That's yeah, really interesting. Right? They have the most wins of any team in the NBA. They're currently holding it right now. Maybe Isaiah Thomas might give them a little bit more. Who knows? Hey, yo. Greg Popovich has more wins with a single franchise than any other coach in NBA history. Uh, interesting point. That's really interesting. It is. And uh, he passed uh, Coach Sloan. Jerry Sloan from the Utah Jazz to become that coach in NBA history. Uh, he passed him last week, actually, to have the most wins by a coach in NBA history with a single franchise. All right. Uh, 53 games into the regular season, Russell Westbrook is still averaging a triple-double. Um, I... I I'm going to have to go interesting point. I think that's, that's pretty really interesting. It is. It is. Another interesting point that I didn't know until listening to a little ESPN radio. I mean, sometimes they have information about sports. Um, is that, you know, the last person to do that, Oscar Robertson, who we had as a birthday suit wearer, if the viewers, yes. the listeners recall. Um, he didn't win the MVP when he had a triple-double for the season. Even though he won an MVP, that wasn't the year that he won it. So, you know, a lot of people are saying that either uh, James Harden or uh, Isaiah Thomas could sneak up and snatch it from Russell Westbrook, even though he's averaging this triple-double, which would be crazy. That's an interesting point inside an interesting point. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Aaron Gordon, Glenn Robinson III, and Derek Jones are going to be in the dunk contest. Interesting point, who cares? Who cares? Who the hell <laughs> I think if you would have had Zach Levine, who now tore his ACL, st- but if he had stayed healthy and he was in there against Aaron Gordon again, I'd be interested. I'd want to see Put it. LeBron in there, and I'll say interesting point, but he's never going to do it. He's too old, and he doesn't care. You know. Yeah, no. Uh, last weekend, Paul Pierce, as a uh, Los Angeles Clipper, potentially played his last game ever at the Boston Garden. Who cares? Who I don't like Paul Pierce. Cares? I can't stand him. Great. Good. Leave the league, man. I don't like you. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Uh, I, th- I think it gets a little overplayed for all kinds of, of players anyways when they're like, it's their last time to play the game and, and this. Who can, I yeah. mean, come on. He's got a bunch of games left. Who cares? And it's uh, not like he's Kobe. Like, it, Sorry, Paul, but... No one likes you. He's gonna he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. He'll get his cred then, whatever. Uh, so last one. There are only three teams this year that have a ten game win streak uh, for this season. That would be the Warriors, the Rockets, and the Heat. Who cares? Yeah, Who uh, the I gotta hell say, when cares? you threw the Heat in there, it's just like. Okay, yeah. that doesn't really mean too much then. Never mind. I, I thought you were going to be like, it's been like the Kings, the like the Knicks, and some other shitty team. Nope. You got the Warriors, the Rockets, and the Heat. All right, that does it for sports. Let's get one more uh, who's wearing their birthday suit before we go to some music. So, last uh, clue here for who's wearing their birthday suit that we have before the break. His first appearance on TV was in a Pepsi Cola commercial. Mm. His first appearance on TV was in a Pepsi Cola commercial. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Now, um, you ponder that. We're going to go through some music while you're pondering it. Is that okay gotcha. with you? Uh, uh, that's all right with me. Okay. We're going to hear a nu- What Did you say you are going to Google it? You get I away from I'll that. allow it. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, I will turn this radio show off right now 
We will turn around if you Google it. Anyways, so we're going to go to some music. We're going to hear another South Carolina original. We're going to hear some Mark Carson. We're going to hear some uh, classic hip-hop beats with Riding High. Stick it here on Doc G Show. We will be back in a few minutes. We ride. We ride. Yo, let me tell you what it's like, man. Diamond in the sack, in the back of the Cadillac. Looking for a dime bag, left it in the caddy shack. Call the plug back real fast for the gas. Then squad loaded up on the way to get a pack. Moving so swiftly, I hit 150. I'm zoom zooming through the red light, hoping traffic missed me. Forget my kidney behind the wheel, sipping whiskey. Only 60 minutes to reach the other side of the city. Put him to the place, steady looking out for Jake. Told my people in a ride, give me a minute and just wait. I went inside where they cooking up the pies. And no for 100, he replied, it's a lie. Proceed to set me up with the half, he laughing at my ass. Said I never give a credit, I don't know I need the cash. I'm flashing, stacking in, throwing me the pack. Run back to the ride where my partners roll a bag. This is how we do it, riding under the influence. Told the officer, get a breathalyzer, I'll prove it. Riding high on 23s, Michael Jordan hooping. Riding high, trying to fly through the sunroof. We ride. With your hand out the ride, wave it side to side We ride Like a G5 sky high as it flies by We ride Fleet and laid back like I'm riding for flats We ride Ride around in the whip with the windows down Half an ounce on my hip, how I get around Probably the freshest, find me steady, stepping upon the scene Four extendos in rotation, all of them is full of green Find me cooling and booling with ladies I'm pulling. I make the first impression, sure they have you steady drooling If you're fooling, find a session, the lesson for school is Slicker than Ricky, on sticky microphones, I'm ruling Speeding down, not 26, I'm on the interstate Pulling off on 61 for 378 We can rip a wrong paper planes or a vape Flying higher than a cattle Superman's cape This is how we do it, riding under the influence Told the officer, get a breathalyzer, I'll prove it Riding high on 23's, Michael Jordan hooping Riding high, trying to fly through the sunroof We ride with your hand out the ride, wave it side to side We ride Like a G5 sky high as it flies by We ride Fleet and laid back like I'm riding for a flash We ride Windows tinted on my minivan, feel me man? My whip is popping, I just got it out the frying pan Panoramic sunroof, sip a little bit of Grey till I get loose And I flip moves to a style for making hips move My ride is jumping when I pull up to the stop sign Bouncing out of control, looking like I hit a landmine Best bet, the ice cream is fresh Inside is leather with women and corsets I hit it twice and then I pass it off for chasing Passing in rotation, the equal the one I'm facing Feeling levitated, feeling like I'm going skated Riding high, amazing, I never want to escape it This is how we do it, riding under the influence Told the officer Get a breathalyzer, I'll prove it Riding high on 23's, Michael Jordan hooping Riding high, trying to fly through the sunroof We ride With your hand out the ride, waving side to side We ride Like a G5 sky high as it flies by We ride Lead and lay back like I'm riding for flats We ride We ride With your hand out the ride All right, guys, welcome back to the show. You just heard a little bit of Mark Carson with Riding High. Great stuff. By the way, uh, both of the artists that we heard today, uh, Kelly Cheats Band and Mark Carson, hopefully we will have on the show very soon. I think both of them are going to uh, uh, grace us with their presence on our show. So that should be good. Look forward to that happening here on the Doc G Show. Uh, Let's go ahead and go back to who's wearing their birthday suit. This one is going to give it away. Eric, are you ready? I hope so. The pressure's on now. Don't get this. Don't worry. You've got it. All right. I have to retire. (sighs) Don't worry. You've got it. And then in 1954, he played his most famous role as Jim Stark in Rebel Without a Cause. Hmm. Um... 
Oh my gosh. Oh, come uh, on. Rebel Without a Cause. I've never seen that movie. Oh, but you know Rebel Without a Cause. Like, oh my God. Who, wh- who's, who's the poster that you always see with Rebel Without a Cause? Wait, what? What's the poster that always goes on with Rebel Without a Cause? Who is the person that you see with that phrase? I don't know. 1950s. Most famous actor as far as as far as being just a a, a sex symbol, uh, you know, just a, a popular dude, a young youth without any anything to lose. Who could that be? Dude, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go to an emergency. Uh, mm, okay. I'm gonna give you a hint. Okay. Here's the hint. His last name starts with a D. His first name starts with a J. J. <laughs> oh, I feel like an asshole. <laughs> I don't know, man. I have no idea. Oh, James Dean. James Dean? Yeah, James Dean. You like don't... the sausages? Like the sausages. Wait, Does, what? Isn't there the breakfast food? like Jimmy Dean. Jimmy? That's Jimmy, Jimmy Dean. Same thing, though. <laughs> Yeah, same thing. I guess Jimmy eventually went down. James Dean, famous rebel without a cause, man. Leather Dude, jacket, no. suave hair, used to always ride motorcycles. The picture me, I that's... Gotta, like, I gotta look this up. Yeah, Google that, man. I can't believe James Dean. Well, if there are any listeners out there who do not know who James Dean is, James Dean, very famous actor, died tragically at the young age of 24. Uh, in 1955, but he was forever known as his character, Jim Stark, in Rebel Without a Cause. James Dean was born February 8th in 1931. So today, our birthday suit wear. Nobody won since Eric couldn't get it, but it is James Dean. We are celebrating James Dean as the birthday suit wearer. Well, I think I found a picture of James Franco. <laughs> Rest as James Dean because they look very similar. Uh, they, they, I, I could see that. Yeah, they do. Uh, they do look very similar. I guess if if they were, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But yeah, James Dean, man, iconic, iconic. Uh, if you get some time, watch Rebel Without a Cause. It's it's one of those classic Hollywood movies. Everybody knows uh, Rebel Without a Cause. Uh, now you do too, as well. So that's good. Yes, I do. Um, so let's go ahead, sum it up. It's about that time. Time for the Paul Rudd update. Hooray, right? What's new in Paul Rudd's world? Well, I'll tell you. So far, he hasn't actually gone to uh, the fifth annual Paul Rudd All-Star Bowling Benefit yet. Because if the listeners remember, I told you that's going to be happening February 13th at Lucky Strike Lane. So make sure if you're in the New York area, pop on by February 13th. Say what's up. Roll a couple of... uh, Roll a couple of strikes, have some food with Paul, get some money raised up for Camp Say. Um, but also, what is new in Paul Rudd's life? Well, he's starring in a new film. Have you heard of The Catcher Was a Spy, Eric? I have not. Catcher Was a Spy is a movie about a real-life baseball player turned American spy. And apparently the lead character is going to be Paul Rudd. He's going to play Mo Berg, the former White Sox player who decided to follow up his baseball career with some time in the secretive service. Mm-hmm. So I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a good movie. Obviously. Sounds, it's got sounds interesting. I, I like Guy Pierce. You do. Guy Pierce, uh, he's gonna co star with him. Uh, his role is currently unknown though. Doesn't know what he's gonna be doing. They just know that he's going to be in the movie, so he's going to have some type of some type of, I guess, spy role or baseball role or something. Uh, baseball but, spy role, who knows? Exactly, he'll be right in there with it. But uh, it's going to be coming out next year. Well, guys, that's about the, all the time we have for the Doc G show. It's been a great show, uh, as always. Doc G, and with me as always, 
Eric Cirillo. And we will see you next week. Until then, zip it up and zip it out.